You're listening to The Bombad Generals. General? Hey, welcome to The Bombad Generals. It's your host, Seth, and I'm here with Matt. Uh, so excited to have you listen with us. Today, unfortunately, Todd was unable to make it with us again. Uh, he's just, honestly, he's just tired of people uh, just from the holidays. So he's kind of just doing a detox from people. Cause- yeah, and uh, before we get too far, I do want to direct people, if you haven't already listened to our interview with Mike Barry that we released last Friday, I'd say go do so. It was a, a really yeah. good conversation as far as how he approaches Legion. He's a very, very good Legion player. And just getting some of our initial thoughts as far as how we're going to be building lists going into the great unknown that is the new rules and all the changes coming down the pipe. So really good uh, episode. Check it out if you haven't. So we got a we got a very special episode. Matt and I actually just got done live streaming our game uh, where him and I played against each other, just trying out the new rules uh, with the, all the preview articles, seeing what our thoughts were. Just to lay some ground rules for how we approach the new rules. I think cover LOS yeah. is pretty straightforward. We just said, hey, if you can't, if the unit leader can't see a defender, they get heavy cover. So that's how we decided to treat that. Pass is pretty straightforward. The big thing was the new climbing rules. So we said climb is one action. You can trigger stuff like relentless off of it. Um, You can do it twice in a turn, but you cannot force push someone to do a climb. So speed X moves, you couldn't do that. So no scouting, none of that. So that being said, What I was wanting to do was play around a bit with the suppression mechanics. And I had Imperial Officers, Darth Vader Operative, um, some T-21 Storms, three of those guys, a Medic Stormtrooper, IRG, and two full scouts with the Saboteurs. So coming in at 10 Axe, my thinking was that I could really use the Sabs as a flexible unit to mine stuff in the early game and then use their guns which they have a lot of um with two black each at range two kind of more in the late game to shoot some stuff up use the irg to protect them and mostly just kind of get to learn vader because i think empire's still in a really good spot and i really want a force user in a lot of my lists so i wanted to learn to start learning vader and all of the tricks he has which spoiler alert he's got a ton of good tricks So that's what I was trying to do. That's what I was looking at. Uh, Unfortunately, I didn't get the bid to get all the objectives that, you know, panicking units with saboteur minds and Master of Evil would be great at, but still worked out because we played Payload. But before we get into that, Seth, what were you running and what were you trying to do with your list? Yeah, so I ran a Yoda gunline list, nine activations at 791 with Yoda, the clone commander, a bunch of phase ones, Z6s with Medic and DC-15 with three barks. Um, And really just my whole process was trying to use the pass mechanic to my advantage with fire supporting the bark shots um, and having Yoda with Jedi mind trick uh, to get a six suppression turn on a unit in case I needed to utilize a panicking unit for objective scoring. So what did you think of the pass mechanic broadly in our game? Because yeah, I know you, I think pretty much every turn you were passing, how much of an in- impact do you think it had? Every turn I did have priority, I passed almost. Um, and 
it helped. It definitely helped. It felt better. Um, just especially running a nine act against a 10 act. Um, this felt good going up against Vader mm-hmm. where I only had to deal with Vader at the end instead of multiple activations. And on the other side of it, I didn't feel like it was too game breaking the other way where I was like, man, yeah. it's pointless for me to have 10 acts. Like having the, the pass is too strong. I never felt that. So overall, yeah. I'd say that's as I kind of expected, like that was a change I really liked. It was subtle, but definitely had yeah. an impact and made 9X feel a little less bad, but not yes. like the new hotness necessarily. Yeah. It definitely felt better as a player. I don't feel like it gave me an advantage against you at mm-hmm. all. It mitigates disadvantage more so than giving yes. an advantage. Now it's a it's it's a more equal, a closer to an equal trade to go from 10 down to 9 and beef stuff up versus before it was you would go down to 9 and beef stuff up but you didn't get that little extra bonus so now you get a little bit of extra bonus so it's it's worth thinking about the other things i think early on for the new rules that we really saw in those first couple turns of posturing was cover and cover and los and the movement rules so there's a building like you were jumping up onto a building with some clones getting out of cover shots, still lining it up. And I think that was a big takeaway from this game and the other game I've played with the new cover rules. It's still very possible to get people out of cover. Like, flanking's still a thing. Flanking is. I feel like the high ground, Mm -hmm. like, the high ground has more of an advantage now than before because you can get easier out of cover shots than being on the same plane. Yeah, and this was a fortified positions game too, and we were still getting... You're still lining up some open shots. But yeah, yes. it's sort of like, it will be on the 2D surface a little bit harder to get open shots, but still very mm-hmm. possible. But opening yes. up easier vertical movement mitigates that somewhat because then it's going to get a lot easier to see over top of things. Like, I, I think the big takeaway for me, and I've kind of been saying this already, but, you know, if anyone's thinking, oh, there's going to be too much cover, we need to change how we make tables... No, don't overreact and start no, changing things, right? No. <laughs> Honestly, we're still not great at making really good competitive tables. Like, just keep doing what we were doing before and see how things shake out. Like, I don't think there's too much cover in the game yes. right now. Yeah, what I felt, oh, man, one of my biggest takeaways that I loved seeing it, but I hated receiving it, was the climb for Vader. <laughs> yep, it was insane. Uh, it was. There was a, so many moments where you could just peek, poke in, get a scatter shot or whatever shot you needed, and then poke back out through a giant line of sight blocker. And that just felt bad going up against um, to where now you can just, man, you can do that whenever you want. It's a big buff to Sith that don't yeah. have jump. We were working on the assumption that because of how they word it, that it sounds like a climb is a subset of a move action. That it triggers things that trigger off of move actions, which includes Relentless. That will be one of the first things I'm checking when the new core rulebook comes out. How exactly the climb interactions work in that really detail. Because they didn't... The annoying part about the article, the snippet we saw, is it never mentions action there. So it's very vague how exactly it works. But if you can do things like Relentless or Steady or Charge or whatever off of climbs or even stuff like tactical right if you get all of those then probably you won't get tactical because it calls out standard move um 
but it, it it's a big buff to as you say sith it's a big buff to you know han was all, already looking really good we talked about that a little bit with with mike han is very exciting if you can figure out what to put around him pop up pop down with steady like that's gonna be big yeah. <laughs> right so that's yes and there's even a world we didn't play it this way but there's a world where you can do it on a speed x move and you could force mm-hmm. push someone down from heights i don't think yes that's how it's going to be that's why we kind of don't play so it as such but that could be an even bigger buff to force users so that's kind of my number one thing to watch for when the new rules come out because that's kind of the big gray area for me and then the fourth aspect of the rule change was the suppression and honestly that didn't come into play hardly ever especially it, with a yeah. lot of sabs it didn't change i feel like the play that we had it was very small in the sense of there was one turn on the payload where the fact that my scout troopers had four suppression at the end of the turn meant they were not counting towards my own payload yeah. and i was nice. I, I basically i had to mitigate that by moving in an extra unit to make yes. up for the the lost unit so like it didn't it wasn't game breaking in that one of course there is a world so the big struggle i think for me and why i still think it might be tough to run sab units is they were they are kind of line of sight blocker dependent i think the big thing you really want to do as well is you want to get far quickly and then go backwards and mine backwards because if you try to mine from the back forwards you're moving into your own mines but there was really no terrain to be able to go deep and start mining. But in a world where that does happen, then when I blow up my mines, instead of it just being to, in this game, what it was to just kill things and to limit Yoda's actions by giving him a lot of suppression, there are there is a world where I know where your payload's going. On turn three or four, I can set it up that I can just suppress the heck out of your troopers and you can't push your payload. So I think there are definitely times when that could have been a game changer. It didn't happen to be in this game. And especially because even in that scenario, like you've got Yoda. There's a re- Yoda's very good with the new suppression rules because he gives a courage for bubble. So it takes it takes nine suppression at the end of the turn to really panic someone, which now actually makes me realize those um, scouts were not actually panicked because they would have lost the suppression first, but it didn't matter. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. yes. I think for the suppression part, I didn't really feel it. Like I didn't have any Inspire in my list, so it didn't really f- it didn't really affect me, but it definitely changed my gameplay when attacking you because you only had a Courage 2 bubble instead of a Courage 4, you know? Mm-hmm. So it kind of gave me another tactical layer to think about, but not because of my high courage for Yoda, it didn't give me a tactical hindrance that I had to play against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, so for me, I think the jury's still out. I think it's still one of the biggest changes coming out of these rules. Yeah. Like, it doesn't change how I think about that. The thing for me that, if this if this change was because they felt like suppression wasn't as meaningful, like it was, I was saying this early in our game, suppression, just regular old suppression rules, were still incredibly meaningful in this game. Very much so, When it yeah. came to limiting actions on core and then eventually on Yoda, like, suppression was already quite a useful tool. So, yeah, and it still is. 
and it still is exactly it's just even more so now um i yes. still don't think you want to build your entire list about it around it especially no. around making suppression but i think you definitely have to build with the thing in mind that you might come up against someone who is really trying to do a big suppression bomb and i think the main one is again vader he's really good regardless and a big mm -hmm. master of evil play is going to mess up your army if you're not prepared for it. Yes. It's definitely... Or a Yoda with yeah, six suppression yeah. in one turn is going to mess you up. Because usually it's Absolutely. only one or two units that really matter, right? Yeah. The Inspire keyword is definitely up in stock. And so I would make sure you try to have Inspire or just have a high courage commander. Yeah. And especially with um, Vigilance, you know, lead by example didn't really see a lot of play before because it was kind of like the yep. third option maybe behind two cheaper options vigilance mm -hmm. and improvised orders and sometimes you would have to take underworld connections depending on what kind of list you're trying to run now you probably aren't taking vigilance nope. um anymore so it kind of freed up some of those cheap command card slots to take lead by example and maybe you take yes. it over improvise maybe you don't but it's it's good it, it, it has a lot of uses. Now, order control is still very important with that Inspire, right? Yes, and order control, very, yeah. <laughs> if you, you know, I, one of the, one of the big things in our game was late, I was able to get the officer to go before a stormtrooper mm -hmm. to inspire off a suppression, allow them to double move, stop a payload, right? So that's regular yes. old suppression rules, but same thing goes for the new panic rules, right? If your officer goes before the unit is suppressed and they can't inspire that off and they get suppressed later, then all your inspire is doing nothing. So once again, what was good before, order control, still good. There's definitely a tough timing window, especially with the Galactic Civil War commanders mm -hmm. or Galactic Civil War officers because you want to get your dodges and your aims out early to either take a hit or give a hit. But now you want them to go a little later so that they can take the suppression. So it's definitely how it makes the timing a little bit more complicated for when you want those officers to activate or not. Yeah, activate. I think in the early turns, you're probably still going early with them and just clearing. You're just kind of sifting through suppression, clearing as much yeah. of it as you can so it doesn't build up. Because really the big suppression bombs, the the panic changes, they're not really going to impact things until the very last turn. And then in that Correct. very last turn, holding that suppression for late is probably much more important than getting an extra aim or a dodge out. Versus in the early turns, I think you just go earlier, get those aims and dodges out, clear whatever suppression you have just so it it's basically, it's like weeding. You just kind of yeah, get the weeds out, get the suppression out. Yeah, yeah. Do some maintenance. But yeah, so definitely new rules had a big effect. Changed how we um, built our lists and yep. changed how we played the game. So I guess the big yes. thing is, do you think Yoda Gunline, and we say Gunline, you did have three barks, but Yoda clones uh, yeah. with triple barks, do you think it has lakes? Maybe. I'll have to keep playing with it. But mm. I think it has some legs. Um, definitely, I think my my playstyle just has to change a little bit. Yoda Chewie is still one of the best combos in the game. I feel like, mm -hmm. and it's hard to get away from that. What were your thoughts on clone medics? Because that's one of the big things I've been looking at as well in Gar list building with clone medics coming down to fifteen. How do you think they performed for you? I really enjoyed them. It gave me that extra umph for attacking. 
but mainly I tried to use them to not necessarily heal Yoda, but mm-hmm. actually keep my umph for the attrition war back in. So I always like what you always tried to take out my heavies. So I always brought my heavies back or try to at least. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's what you got to do. Like people, the medics aren't necessarily for, Hey, I'm going to heal Yoda. I'm going to save them till late to heal Yoda. I think the, the whole point for me when I'm putting them in my list is, Hey, you talk, took a shot at my clones. I blanked. Now I'm going to immediately heal that guy back up and take a shot back at you. So I have an extra body. I'm bringing back a body. It's just early snowball getting that attrition war going. Yes. So I think they're great. Are they a must take? I don't think they're a must take in Republic mm-hmm. list, but they're definitely a great tool to go in almost every Republic list out there for 15 if you're points. Focused on yeah. clones, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going like naked core, I still wouldn't. Um, I still wouldn't take a medic just to heal the force user because yeah. it's only one heal. Versus, you know, in a rebel list with a bunch of naked core, I would take a medic to heal Luke or whatever. Yes, especially because you get two heals. Exactly. You pay the 15 points when it's keeping your clone core hitting at full power or close to full power for longer, right? So it's when you want to focus on the clone guns. Yes, and that one quick tip, I would try to put them in your phase ones over your phase twos because your phase twos have a lot more points invested into them. So you don't want to invest a lot more points in case they die when like a phase two with a Z6 is 87 points, but a phase one with a Z6 and a medic is 89 points. So it's only two point difference. So I would try to stick them in your phase ones over your phase twos. Yeah, because if you're sitting there with a 100 plus point core unit, that is a huge target on their back. And it's going to be hard to trade points, right? A lot of competitive games come down to points destroyed. And when you lose an 100 point unit, it's going to be a lot harder to make those points back. Now, 90 points is still tough, but like it's it's better to even out the costs in this scenario. So I think that's probably good for part one. And then we'll talk a bit more about our game with the key keywords and the tactical tactics in part two. So stay tuned for that. Fantasy sports are all the rage these days. When I play, I use Pod Duel. There's a lot of pod races happening every weekend, but I don't want to be tied down to the same racers all season. Set your lineup weekly with Pod Duel. Last week, Al Darbido headlined my team But this week, I'm switching him out for Ben Quadraneros. I'm sure that will work out. Try it today and get a free 10-credit wager when you sign up with our promo code. Yippee! Now, back to the show. And welcome back. So now, it is time for today's top tactical tactic. So... TTT. RIP TTO. But, for my top tactical tactic, I want to focus on scatter and the scatter shenanigans with force choke and how those work together because i guess disclaimer i am not an expert this was one of my first games ever with darth vader operative but it's incredibly powerful and i think we'll talk more and more about scatter maybe in an upcoming key keyword because there's a lot of different things you can do with it it's a great keyword it's a very um contained keyword it doesn't come up in a lot of 
uh, attacks. I think it's what Vader, Dooku, and uh, Bunker Buster shells are the only three ways you can get it. But essentially it allows you to recohere a unit after you attack. One of the great things about it is it's not dice dependent. We talk a lot about the routes that don't involve rolling dice. So it's whether you blank out or get two hits, you are going to recohere that unit. And how that works with Scatter is that, you know, in this game, I didn't really want to dive, or sorry, how that works with Force Choke. In this game, I didn't really want to dive with Vader because you have Yoda backlining, you've got fire support options, it could go really badly, and if I lose Vader, I'm in a very tough spot. So it's a lot easier to pop out into range one and a half about, basically 10 inches from the unit leader, who's probably the most forward cohered of that unit, get toward to 10 inches, hit them with the blast attack. If you do a wound, great. If you don't, no problem, because then you just pull forward the heavy on the cohesion, force choke the heavy off. So that's why you have to be within um, 10 inches because four inches on the forward cohesion and then six inches for range one for choke. So you do that, choke the heavy, pop back behind line of sight blocking and increase your range. So you're really staying pretty darn safe and you're eliminating heavies, which is huge in, in pretty much any matchup. And I did that, I think three turns in this game, like half the game of Vader was just yeah. choke, choke, choke. Yes, you killed three heavies. Yeah. One got I brought repair, back with the medic. Yeah. yeah. And then he died again. But it's it's big. It's it's if you can kill the heavy, and even if you leave the rest of the squad and it's five guys, the effectiveness of that squad has gone way down. And that not only helps the rest of your army, but that helps your force user like Vader, because that's a lot less firepower coming back at him. He's becoming safer. Yeah because there's less threat. Yeah, it's easier to dive with him. Yeah, exactly. And then, so spend a few turns. Again, I'm a very conservative force user player, so I don't want to dive too early. So in the early turns, weaken them up with just using scatter and choke. And then in the late turns, they don't have much firepower left. You can dive, clean up, swing your lightsaber, do all the fun things that you want to do. So my first real experience playing that felt great felt awesome uh, and that's something i'll definitely be looking to do more of yeah it definitely helped like the deployment definitely helped you a ton because battle lines we were mm-hmm. it's really easy just to find that line of sight blocker get within what uh, how many inches did you say 10 inches yeah get, find that line of sight blocker get roughly around 10 inches get in there it's just battle lines helped a ton with that. So yeah. if you're and jumping, looking to go and jumping <laughs> and jumping, yes. Yeah. So if you're looking to go against Vader on that specifically operative Vader, I would watch out for that with battle lines and that whole climb jump back and forth. There's a lot of peekaboo from Vader. Alrighty. And then that takes us to our key keyword segment. Seth, what is our key keyword of the week? So our key keyword of the week is the keyword guardian. 
some specific units really have this like Chewbacca, both Gar and Rebel. You have the IRL, I'm sorry, the IRG <laughs> having this. Yeah. And you have the Magna Guards having Guardian. Of course, you yeah. have a steamed leader upgrade where you can give a bunch of your core and surrounding units Guardian, but don't take that. And eventually we'll have Boil in Republic who gives Guardian 1 to a uh, core unit on a personnel upgrade. Yes. So I think as we start off talking about Guardian, a lot of the units we you mentioned have Guardian Commander, which in my opinion is vastly different than Guardian. I think Very much. pure Guardian is one of my top keywords in the entire game. Versus Guardian Commander is is nice, it's good. It has a place in, you know, Yoda Chewie lists. It's very helpful. In Dooku Magnas, it's very helpful, but it's not at all in the same level of utility. So maybe we should start talking with Full Guardian. Why is Full Guardian so dang good? Specifically for IRG, it's really good because you bring your white saves, like your scouts, and turn it into red saves. So you can have your scouts live longer or your officers live longer. Or let's say even your Jedi, like Operative Vader, Mm -hmm. um, taking heat off of him is huge. It's really having that versatility, as you say, because a lot of the time, yeah, you're you're guardianing Special Forces unit or core units. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the medics in Gar, Mm -hmm. right? It's the, the purpose of guardian is to redistribute wounds to keep your attrition in a better spot than it would be otherwise yeah. right so you you keep your own heavy hitters firing back on all cylinders so irg they can cycle up the saves to red saves from white saves or just guardian another red save unit chewy kind of yes. does it in a different way especially in, in republic or especially in rebels because usually you're taking wounds off of a unit with better saves than Chewie, and you're putting them mm-hmm. on Chewie, who has essentially no save. But it's still good in that instance, because Chewie's got nine wounds. And if you think about yes. it, if you put five wounds onto Chewie, you know, he's you got to play conservative with them, but that's if that's five or four wounds that didn't go onto a core unit, then... That's really good because that's a dead core otherwise, or that's keeping that core shooting back with more dice, doing more damage, getting ahead in the attrition game. Well, you're not actually mm-hmm. losing firepower despite taking wounds. Which like Guardian Chewbacca plus Reckless Diversion from Han Solo is a great combo because Chewbacca, you put the Reckless Diversion on a core unit or a unit with a dodge nimble, and then Chewbacca just gives more hits taken away from that unit and Chewbacca helps that unit live longer so it's a great tool little little trick right there to use with Chewbacca and Han yeah there's actually I've got this is a bit of a sidetrack but it's a really cool trick that I like Han Chewie and then Rebel Vets plus a Mark II you play Ah. Reckless Diversion you put it on the Rebel Vets they coordinate to the Mark II and you have Chewie and Guardian range if they shoot the Mark II you Guardian just enough to ensure that even if you blank out, the Mark II won't die. Maybe it's got two wounds left and they force three saves. Guardian two of those onto Chewie. Let the Mark II, let's say, fail a wound. It's sitting on one. And then you fire support because it has a face up. You fire support that Mark II, get a big hit on something, 
and now they can't shoot it anymore. So Chewie really making making your opponent annoyed with all the all the things he can do. So yeah, Chewie, fantastic. If you are bringing a medic in a guardian list, I think in if you're using Rebel Chewie, you probably aren't medicking back wounds on Chewie just because they're he has paper saves. I think you use the medic for the saves you do have to roll on your units. So that's, you know, let's say you're guarding off of a um, rebel DLT squad. Chewie grabs a couple, you roll one, uh, they lose a guy. You bring back the guy on the rebels as opposed to bringing the medics to heal up Chewie. IRG, I think is a little bit different. Bringing back IRG, they're, they're valuable, that's good. You can do some really, really interesting stuff with um, wound allocations if you've got multiple medics because you don't, let's say you've got a three-man IRG with one wound and they lost a guy, you can bring back the extra guy before you have to heal the extra wound, at least in the current rules, this might change. So then you have two wounds on the unit, but they're on two different guys. You have a full strength unit, which means you can go up and punch someone really hard. So again, a bit of a sidetrack, but things that you can be aware of with those guardian units. Now, Pivoting Guardian 2, you've played a lot of Yoda Chewie. How would you say Guardian, or sorry, Guardian Commander? <clears throat> so, pivoting now, Guardian Commander, you've played a lot of Yoda Chewie. Republic Chewie has Guardian Commander. How is that going to be different in how you play and approach the Guardian keyword than straight up Guardian everything? Most of the time, I keep Chewbacca specifically with Yoda. I'm not normally. Like the whole attrition thing we were talking about, Chewbacca is not there for that. Chewbacca is there as a transport for Yoda and to keep him alive. It's doesn't it doesn't come into play as much as a non-commander guardian works, but it's still useful. Uh, one of the mm -hmm. things I find it really useful is for high velocity shots into Yoda, where he has a done where Yoda has a bunch of dodges. I can't dodge him, so I was like, okay, I'll just guardian them. And then that gives me wounds on to Chewbacca, where I can keep my five wound Yoda alive a lot more. I don't guardian as much, nor do I guardian every shot into Chewbacca, but it definitely takes a lot of heat. And it's just a little cushion there for, for Yoda um, as time goes on. Now, it, it, I don't, it doesn't contribute a lot to the army as a whole, mm -hmm. but mainly it's just to support that commander. So, like, if you're running Chewbacca with a commander, I'd highly recommend you keep Chewie right there with your commander, especially Yoda. I don't think you bring Chewbacca in with any other commander besides the Chieftain, maybe. <laughs> yeah, if the um, Chieftain was good, I think you would bring uh, yeah, Chewie Chieftain. Yeah, um, but you're there to support Yoda because Yoda mm -hmm. can carry a game on his back. You're not there to support your army, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think it's similar with uh, Dooku Magnus, right? I think in both yes. these instances, the, the lists where Guardian Commander really shines, what it's doing is it's enabling that commander to be a lot more aggressive and take a lot more of a focused central role than they would otherwise. I mean, regardless, yeah. Yoda and Dooku are going to be a main focal point in your army with or without that mm -hmm. Guardian, but you can be a little more... Uh, in your face with those units when you've got that guardian backing them up so they can really push more aggressively now i guess to wrap it all up we've looked at guardian we've looked at guardian commander 
What are your thoughts on Boyle? Do you think, have you been doing a lot of list building with him as a, as a Gar main? Do you think when he eventually comes out, you'll really be using him? Or you're not sure? I think I haven't really built a lot of lists around him, but I think he does, I think he definitely has a ton of potential, especially if you're running pikes. Again, turning those white saves into red saves are huge. Mm-hmm. Um, the big loss that I don't like is that you can't share other surges during Guardian. And so that's kind of a hurtful thing. So maybe Boyle on like a phase two unit where he has his own surge is that's a little so bit more expensive, helpful. Though. That's it is, so it expensive. is expensive. Like, it is. I, and sometimes people I've seen them do in Boyle with protector on a P2, but that unit is so crazy expensive for a unit that's yeah. just soaking up a little bit of wounds because Boyle's yes. only Guardian one too. Yeah. Right? That's the a, thing. Yeah. You have Scout 1 and Guardian 1. Scout, eh, it doesn't really yeah, play. Yeah. I personally would probably take a Medic over Boyle now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if you've got, again, if you've got the heavies. So you mentioned Surge sharing. Again, this is all, all framed by current rules. The thing you cannot do during Guardian is clone Surge sharing. Because the clone yes. keyword says, while attacking or defending, and when you are guardianing you're doing neither of those however exemplar and yoda's three pip have different wording they say you can essentially spend those tokens as if they were your own so if you have anakin around or you have yoda playing luminous beings you can use those surges on defense while guardianing so that's an important distinction i do think Boyle in an anakin list is very helpful especially because you are almost always aggressive with anakin especially in the later turns so taking heat so taking heat off him is especially in the later turns is huge i think for me i don't personally see Boyle being in guardian range of anakin himself but i'm thinking the good thing about anakin he's got really good um defenses for conventional non-high velocity shots because he's running with um extra dodges he's got maybe barrier i'm a believer in barrier anakin um but maybe you're maybe you're not running that he's got surges so if you're actually rolling defense dice those clones are pretty tanky but when high velocity comes into play especially like snipers anakin's not going to help much and that's where Boyle, i think can really help especially since he's only guarding one that's perfect for soaking up sniper shots perfect so i think now we probably won't see a lot of now we probably won't see a lot of snipers coming up in the next meta, just with mm-hmm. all the changes. But who knows? They could make a comeback. Yeah, and that's probably another reason why. Eh, maybe you just go with another medic. Yeah, but we'll see. And by the time that uh, Boyle comes out, you know there might be other new stuff that's that's coming out or, or changing at the same time that kind of changes how we think about him. And um, we will talk about it then. Exactly. So. That wraps us up for this episode of the Bombad Generals. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And if you want to check out the game that Seth and I played or skim through it, you can check out the Bombad Generals YouTube channel where that stream is available. An interesting game, I would say, uh, with Gar versus uh, Empire with some kind of unconventional new style lists. So. Yeah. So thanks so much for watching. And stay Gungan. This has been the Bombad Generals. Listening to Bombad Generals is not scientifically proven to make you a better Legion player. Side effects may include bad dice rolls, missed triggers, game losses, bankruptcy, divorce, vomiting, and sudden death. Ask your doctor if Bombad Generals is right for you.